0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Ref Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the presenter of The Key, Kevin Key, and the cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am your host, Ted Weston. I am here with Kevin Key, the presenter of the Key, the biggest Goldberg bar- yeah, gold bar- Goldberg, Mark you will ever see. Okay, He's here to uh, go head-to-head with our very own high-class Bruce from Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Who's better? Goldberg, MJF. They're going to have that debate one day. Oh, God, uh, we need that. We've got, we've got from Top Rope Wrestling Talk, the newest acquisition of the Rewind Wrestling Network. We've got the podcast and soundboard extraordinaire. He is D-O-M. We got Mr. Dom, the south philly psycho on the show with us this evening and of course we've got the woman who literally runs this show for me because i don't do it at all anymore she handles everything she is amazing she should be she has the keys to the kingdom she is the tri- triple h to my vince mcmahon okay and uh sooner than later she's going to take over and she doesn't know it yet and uh that is ref thick as Hook, ref amy veronica the senior official My friends, we are going to be talking a little bit about one of WWE's mid-card championships, the Intercontinental Championship tonight. But before we get there, go get yourself some merch at whatamaneuver.net. Please, 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 every time you buy a shirt, it helps us get to WrestleMania 40 in Philly just a little bit easier. Make sure you're listening across all of our podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and Prime Okay, on Amazon Prime, you can listen to podcasts now. Okay, any of those platforms, we get a penny per play, and that helps us pay for our parking for WrestleMania 40. So please, please, please hook us up with that. Help help us out by giving us a play on one of those platforms. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment below. If you are watching on Roku, if you're listening on Sportswire, if you're listening on one of those podcast platforms, make sure you're hitting us up on social media with your thoughts on the show at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And last but not least, make sure that you go over to coastal championship wrestling's website ccwrestlingfl.com slash events get your tickets for all of your upcoming shows and use the code amy amy for 10 percent off Ooh, the plugs man the plugs all right we're going to talk about the intercontinental championship a little bit tonight folks and uh, and I'm excited for this conversation, a lot like the conversation we had uh, a couple of weeks ago about the United States Championship. WWE has been doing a, a really good job, actually, recently of promoting and reinvigorating these mid-card championships, the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. And so we want to talk about them, talk about some of the biggest and best runs we've seen in the last 10 years, some of the worst ones we've seen in the last 10 years. We want to talk a little bit about the history of the championship. So for our younger viewers, for our younger listeners who might not know the history of the Intercontinental Championship, you probably think it's just some belt that showed up on WWE TV 10 years ago or 15 years ago. You would be wrong. Actually, as we record this episode, we are recording this episode on September first. Okay, the Intercontinental Championship turns forty-three years old today. Wow. Okay, the Intercontinental Championship was debuted on September first, nineteen seventy-nine. Okay, it, it was a result in kayfabe of the North, the WWE North American Championship being unified. With the South American Championship, which didn't exist. It was a kayfabe title. Okay. Uh, and so it was just a way to rebrand the North American Championship as the Intercontinental Championship as they were trying to reach South America a little bit more in their marketing in the WWE. So they rebranded this North American Championship to make it Intercontinental by having it unified the North American championship unified with the South American championship to make it intercontinental, which traditionally is used to describe North and South America. Okay. Um, Pat Patterson, who was your North American champion at the time was your first intercontinental champion. Um, It's a, the intercontinental championship has been through a lot of unifications, right? Uh, The intercontinental championship has came up through WWE, all the way up to present day, okay? So it's been a mainstay on in the WWE programming for 43 years. However, in the early 2000s, when WWE bought WCW, it was unified because they had too many belts going on in the WWE. So it actually got unified with the WCW United States Championship. It got unified with the WWE European Championship. It got unified with the WWE hardcore championship. And then it was, it was unified with the world heavyweight championship. When Eric Bischoff brought the world heavyweight championship back after the WCW world heavyweight championship was retired, right? So they retired the WCW belt, but then they brought back the big gold belt to be the world heavyweight championship, but it was the WWE world heavyweight championship now. Okay. Um, And so the intercontinental championship was lumped in to that, big gold belt for a while about a year later they brought it back they realized they needed something for the mid card to do so they brought it back about a year later it was only gone for about a year in uh between 2002 and 2003 all right um the intercontinental championship is traditionally known as the worker's title right The hardest workers, the people that are going out there and putting on the strongest matches in the middle of the card, those are the people that have traditionally held the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Some of the earliest holders of the championship, I mentioned Pat Patterson, um, but some of the people that held it over those first 10, 15 years um, that are real notable names, Ken Patera, Greg Valentine, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, right? Think about those six names. Right, good job on the Pentos. I see you, dom, okay, um, those six names alone those are those are all guys that can go right They could all go. they were all the workers workers, you know, like they were the people that you know you could put the greenest of greenhorns in there with them, and they could get out there and put on a good show for you still um and help that guy get over it. and so those guys were the were some of the first real notable Intercontinental champions um. That being said, what I want to talk about with you guys a little bit is some of the reigns that we've had in the last 10 years with the Intercontinental Championship, so dating back to about 2012, okay? Um, here's, here's something I want to make note of here. Uh, it's funny because Dom logged on just a little bit before the show tonight, and I was, t- I was putting my lists together, and, uh, and I said to him, I said, man, It's really easy to come up with a list of botched title reigns for the Intercontinental Championship. It's really hard to come up with 10 good runs for the Intercontinental Championship in the last 10 years. If you go 20 years, you could include names like Kev thought I wasn't going to mention him at all because I told him he wasn't on my list, but you could include names like Shawn Michaels. Malvinas. Yeah, I know that's exactly who he was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You could include names like Shawn Michaels. You can include names like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret the Hitman, Hart, right? And and you could find those those really notable Intercontinental Championship runs. Rocky Maivia, Triple H, right? Um, but the, But the last 10 years, it makes it hard. It makes it really hard. Right. Um, And I'm not talking about key and his camera getting lifted up. I'm just saying. All right. Um, So I have, I have two lists here. I have a list of 10 botched runs for you. Okay. And I want you guys to tell me if you think that these runs were botched or if you think that I'm wrong. Okay. I'm going to read off my list.
1: Wrong.
2: He didn't say anything yet.
1: (laughs) I hate you. Am I suspended real. again? Not yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a gable moment where it's you just shoosh. Shoosh. um shoosh, all right. Shoosh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read off my list of botched. These are 10, and these aren't in any particular order. These are just like the 10 that you know, I went through the Wikipedia list of who's been champion when, and and these were just 10 names that stuck out to me as having bad runs in the last 10 years. Okay. Um Daniel Bryan. Okay, he had the run where he won it, and then he had to he had to go away again because he got hurt mm-hmm. again, right? Uh, Ryback, anytime Ugh. he's touched the title. Ryback. What are you talking
1: about? Goldberg Jr. owned that belt
0: for a long time. Uh-huh. Fucking Ryback, uh-huh. one hundred and twelve days. Zack Ryder wins it in an amazing in amazing fashion. Best in WrestleMania and drops it the, le- the next night. Time. Right, best IC champion of all
1: time. Zack
0: Ryder. Dean Ambrose. Okay. Whereas I thought his United States Championship run was actually pretty good, I did not care for his Intercontinental Championship run. Who's Dean Ambrose? Uh, he's this guy that wrestles for AEW. His name is now John Moxley. That's not possible. You can't like just transfer over to another company and
1: change your name. That's just weird. you have done well, this that's...
3: joke before on this podcast. Yes. I don't
1: <laughs> know what to you're see, talking I about. You. The IWC <laughs> does not know anything.
0: All right. <laughs> Uh Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. Um Braun Strowman. Oh yeah. Right? Sammy Zayn.
1: I disagree with everything you're saying.
0: Okay, that's fine. Apollo Cruz. Apollo. Okay. Oh god,
1: with
2: the accent. Oh.
0: Yeah, with the accent. Oh. Ricochet. Oh
3: yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> and Bobby Lashley. Okay. Those are 10 runs that I think that WWE just like, we need to put something on this guy. And we don't really care about this belt. So here, I mean, yeah. Sammy Zayn didn't even defend the belt. He just kind of walked around with it for, for months. Yeah. You know, same with I, Shinsuke
2: before Ricochet took it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Or before so, Sammy and then Sammy didn't and then Ricochet. And, and then remember, some TV stuff.
1: remember how Shinsuke won it. He won it in a pre-show at Extreme Rules versus Finn Balor in Philadelphia, which nobody was in the crowd at that point, because nobody expected that to be a pre-match show. Yeah, Pre-match, whatever. You know what I mean, Amy. Stop giving that that look. What look? That That one. The judgmental look.
3: I wasn't... Okay.
1: Two minutes suspension.
3: Two minutes, cool.
0: Cool, Uh, so I'm going to Amy while she's suspended. That means that the filter's off. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean
3: I don't really disagree with any of those like uh, the Dan O'Brien one was the first thing that popped in my mind when I was thinking botched ones and it's not anybody's fault like that's a, that's the saddest botches is when it's not anybody's fault it's just shit happens and because I, sh- I am 100% sure that if he had not gotten hurt and later mm. retired for a couple of years like, that would have been a great reign. It would have been, like, kind of a resurgence of the Intercontinental title as the work rate title. So, but, yeah, the Zack Ryder thing, still to this day, I don't understand why they did that. But I don't own a wrestling company, so whatever.
1: I do, and I enjoyed every second oh, of it. My- that was the greatest Intercontinental Championship run of all time. All 24 hours for Zack Ryder. (laughs) I was so hyped for that man.
3: I agree. Like, I was super hyped for WrestleMania. And then he got that moment with his dad and everything. And then the
1: Miz. His dad took his shirt off. (laughs) punched him in the ring. It was fantastic. And the next day, Mike the Miz Miz Mizanin with his 188-day title reign continuing a story with Zack Ryder. Going into a story with Dolph Ziggler. Great run by Zach Ryder. Love you, Mark. Mike, Mark. You know, Zach. You are a Mark. Matt? And Mark, Matt, Zack. Matthias. Ma- <laughs> oh, God. Make it stop. Dom. Talk to you. you think about I can make that stop. I don't know how you haven't <laughs> muted me yet.
2: I don't I know how you, you like- make that stop, to be honest. I mean, going through your list, it's like, I wanted to argue Bobby Lashley, but then to be honest, I can't even remember the last time Lashley held the Intercontinental title. So it must not have been that good.
0: It um, was in, it was two times in 2019. Wow. Okay, yep.
2: yeah. That that shows you how much I remembered it because it yep. was it was so memorable. Mhm. I mean, if I I I might have I might have said that I get I, I might have taken him off and I might have replaced him with May rest in peace, Luke Harper, mm. because that title run was just so. It was so unimportant; people forget, and and it went nowhere. Mm. At least maybe Lashley had a couple of defenses where you know looked strong, where Luke Harper just kind of held it. Cause and it was like funny. he said, "Hey, this guy needs a belt, and his tag team partner's injured. Here's the Inter- here's the Intercontinental title. Do something with it."
0: Like what? We don't know. Well, it's funny that you say that. Um, And I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Okay? So I want you to hold on to that energy for a minute. Because I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you. Okay. Key. Talk to me about this botched list. I mean,
1: Ryback's run was probably the greatest of all time. (laughs) No! I'm oh my a God, stroke. dude! I swear to God, the love child of RVD and Goldberg
2: could never do anything right. Let's just let's just get that out there. I mean, the man had a
1: 112 day title run. I can't believe he's still not wrestling in WWE. The, he wanted them to feed him more, and damn it, they did. And then they stopped. They stopped time, feeding the man. Every
2: hometown job the man has is no more muscles
1: because they stopped feeding him. <laughs> he's walking around a side street somewhere, probably. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. Disappointed that WWE just stopped feeding him more. Waiting for the finish so I can add where he belongs, by the way. (laughs) Ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Where he belongs. Oh, my God. I hate you so much.
3: Is this what an aneurysm feels like?
2: Yes. I don't know. Are you supposed to smell burnt toast? Oh, my God. Because I smell burnt toast and ain't nothing cooking
1: oh god and obviously since ivy's not here i do have to give credit where credit jeff hardy's intercontinental title run i don't remember but it was probably pretty cool too with his flippy stuff and his Swanton bombs and his ivy love for him
0: rest in peace well listen i'm i'm gonna move on um (laughs) are you sure you want to do that i know (laughs) we're holding up yes i'm moving on I um, can't believe Goldberg
1: didn't hold so the Intercontinental. It's
0: funny that you said that about the Luke Harper run because I actually had that down on my notable list. And here's why. Really? Yeah, here's why. Zack Ryder, it was a great moment. Yeah. But great run. You knew that he probably wasn't going to hold it for long because the WWE never did anything right with Zack Ryder, right? Luke Harper had been part of something great In the Wyatt family. And he went out there. And put on a banger. To win that championship. Oh absolutely. Right, And it made it seem like they were really going to buy into. A little bit maybe of their future with him. When he got that championship. And it made you realize. Just how good he was. Like that was his coming out party on WWE TV. Right. We Mm -hmm. knew that he could do the character stuff with Bray but that was his in ring i'm a fantastic worker coming out party in the wwe and um and i think that that made it a notable run for him um my other people on my notable run list here biggie okay mm. uh the miz yeah k o seth rollins uh our current champion gunther it's Gunther. Gunther. Okay. Wade Barrett. Oh. Okay. Dolph Ziggler. AJ Styles. And Finn Balor. And that was me struggling to put this list together. Yeah. Right. And notice that if you go through all 20 of these names, there's really only maybe mm, one, two, there's really only two two names on this list that you might go. Eh, are they really even a good worker? Right, you got Ryback and Braun, mm, two of the right? best workers of all time. Right, I mean <laughs> you've got like those those two are like eh, like I could do without them in my wrestling memory. Right, mm. but everyone else like Daniel Bryan, Zack Ryder, Dean Ambrose, Shinsuke, Sammy, Apollo, Ricochet, Bobby. Those are all great workers.
1: Yeah. Don't forget about vacated vacated is a great worker vacated is a great worker as well
0: and vacant is a legend all right so so talk to me a little bit about that list does anyone have any disagreements about any of those runs as being notable um you know given my perspective on the luke harper thing maybe for dom i'll come back to you first on that one
1: can can um, i can i recall something was the Braun Strowman? or i'm i'm pulling a cuz mike right now was this choo-choo Braun Strowman?
0: yes yes, yeah, yes that, it was uh,
1: Terrible run. I hate Choo Choo Braun Strowman. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. C- continue down. Go oh, ahead. You're fine. I apologize. See, I, I would. Choo-choo.
2: I would. I would argue that Luke Harper had a notable, tremendous win. I don't know if the rain was notable. Because mm. him beating Dolph Ziggler of all people, becoming the first member of the Wyatt family to actually hold gold, that was a notable moment. But I don't know if it was a run that was worth noting. And I kind of, I, I love, as much as I love Finn Balor, I know he's held the Intercontinental Championship a couple of times. Not sure. Like, I know you were, and I also know it was a stretch to put a list together for the last 10 years. He may not have had a notable run. Like, the only thing notable about his first run was he started wearing, you know, rainbow panties.
3: Yeah. They try to make him, like, the spokesperson for Pride, even though he's not. Right. Okay. It was just, hey, yeah.
2: you're gonna wear the rainbow colors out. Why? Because we said so. Okay.
3: Because it's June and it's Pride Month. We
2: because need somebody. Color
1: clubs for everyone. Right. Even and and, and only then for one person,
2: the second run is power. notable because, well, no, because it wasn't even. I was about to say because of theory, but that was U.S. title. That wasn't even IC.
0: Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go to Amy.
3: Um, As far as your list goes, I don't disagree. I think right now the one that um stands out to me is Gunther. I think mm. we're seeing a new age of the Intercontinental Championship. Um, and he's even said himself how he wants to bring prestige back to the title like granted we've probably seen a couple of people try to say that when they win the intercontinental title because like WWE likes to do this thing where they know they're booking things bad and they admit it on live television it's like when they pat themselves (laughs) on the back for giving women more than two minutes they're just like we're so progressive yes because you were an asshole like last week (laughs) but um no uh like I'm so excited for The fact that Gunther is holding this title under the Triple H era, and he is putting on banger after banger with a compelling storyline, too. It's not just all about the wrestling. So, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for this new age of the Intercontinental title and hopefully bringing back that classic work rate, like, intertwined with compelling storytelling that we had in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, I,
2: I gotta say, I'm extremely excited for Gunther and Sheamus at Clash of the Castle.
3: Oh man, this, it's going to be, be so a tremendous red.
2: match and there's going to oh. be so much on the line because like like Amy said, Gunther is trying to bring prestige back to the title. The match with Shinsuke certainly helped. But this is the last championship Sheamus needs to be a Grand Slam champion. Mm. So it's like it, it, it's, what, it's the old Gorilla Monsoon line. It's the immovable force, or the, the irresistible force going up against the immovable object. Yeah. Because Gunther wants to pay wants to bring this title back and Seamus wants to do nothing but take it.
3: Yeah. Mm. And just think of how red Seamus' chest is going to be compared to his white ass body.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh my god.
2: Mm. Yeah, as opaque as he is, and then that blood red, meaty from all the chops, ooh. It's gonna be like ketchup on mayonnaise.
3: Yeah. Ugh. That is that is astute. That is an astute
1: comparison. That is accurate. Amy, I appreciate you uh, saying his name correctly. (laughs) Gunther. Gunther. Thank you. Apparently, Ted doesn't understand that you have to have a goon and then a ther.
0: I understand that I have a goon on this show. He's wearing (laughs) a Phillies hat right now. He's he's going to talk about my list. And his sidekick, Ludwig.
1: (laughs) He's a goon ther. Sir, a Gunther, sir. Uh huh. Talk to me about the list. I mean, The Miz is obviously the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. So you you definitely add any run that he had. Forget you, honky talk man, whoever you are with your (laughs) Elvis impersonator. Um, there's an I I don't recall hearing the name Cody Rhodes Mm, for good
0: reason. Purposefully left him off.
1: It was the last 10 years. He wasn't there. <laughs> 2012, he did hold the title. In 2012, he he put a little bit more prominence into it in 2011. He changed the title back to the the beautiful title that it once was. Ah, uh, the old white strap. Yes. Mm. Yes, and they, he, he and The Miz, single-handedly, the two of them made that title worth something a little bit more. And now we have this ugly title. But I, I love the name Cody Rhodes in the mix. I love the name The Miz in the mix. And I'm afraid I have some good news because I enjoy hearing the name
0: Bad News Barrett as one of the mm. top Intercontinental champions for 10 years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that run with the Intercontinental Championship for Bad News Barrett, it could have been his launching point. Yeah. And then I think he got hurt, right? Um he did. And 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 that just spelled disaster for him. It was like Finn with the Universal Championship, right? That could have been his launching point, and then he got hurt, you know? And, um, you know, I, I regret it. Like, I regret it for him. And I'm so glad that when he was asked recently if he's ever going to get back in the ring, he didn't give an answer. Because mm-hmm. I really hope we get Bad News Barrett, or at least Wade Barrett, with one more run in the WWE. Because the man is still in pristine shape. Right? He's already employed by the company. Let's get him in there and let him work a little bit, man. Cause he's I, so freaking good. I can see it now. Bad news Barrett
1: versus Corey Graves versus Pat McAfee. Mm. For the ownership of Michael Cole match. Perfect. <laughs> Michael Cole Michael on Cole a pole. on a pole. There yeah. we go. <laughs> there it is. Cole on a pole. And, and
2: it's JBL
0: commentating.
3: Right right Hawk
2: before Hunter. Christmas. So instead of Elf on a
0: Shelf, we have Coal on a pole. Cole on a pole match. And, and with that, my friends, I'm going to leave you with that thought as we wrap Merry up Christmas. this episode of Rewind Wrestling Radio. Uh, if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you're listening on Sportswire, if you're watching on Roku, hit us up on social media at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Make sure you grab your tickets for Coastal Championship Wrestling, ccwrestlingfl.com slash events. Use the code Amy for 10% off. Make sure you grab your merch at watermaneuver.net. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and make sure that you leave us a comment below. And my friends, thank you so much for tuning in with us here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. We love having you on board with us. Make sure you check out Top Rope Wrestling Talk every Friday night, 8.15 p.m. live on YouTube on our channel, because I own Dom now. And I will talk to you guys next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. We'll be right